0: Welcome back to King Kingwell's Court. Um, keeping along with the bonus episodes. They're going to be coming taken fast for the next uh, week, I'd say. Until I get as the the ones I want off the pod bean. So uh, this next one is with one of my very best friends. And he's in the Sakura Blues band with me as well. And this was my other like the, My two favourite podcasts Are The Chris and this one And this is with Johnny Mack. He's also in the Lord Reverend Mongo Jones And The Coat Hanger Solution Who have been A constant thorn in my side <laughs> But this was episode 2 Of season 1 And was a very enjoyable episode for me Again as I said I love talking to people I find it interesting And I just always hope That um People find them interesting too. So this is your second bonus episode. If you haven't heard it before, please check it out. If you listen to it the first time around, have a little listen again. I think they're... they're to me, they don't get boring. So, Anyways, this is Johnny Mac. Cheers, guys. The King Wo's Court here we are episode number two I believe um, I I had forgotten how to do all this podcast stuff because I've been away for a little while doing radio mm-hmm. um, King had a had a radio show going for a few weeks with a good friend of his Ives from a band called Dystopian Project and it was going really well until technical problems happened and then Carl's not doing the bod- the radio show anymore. He's back to doing his podcast. So here he is. Episode number two. Um, I don't know if you remember. I want to start talking to friends of mine. Who I've an interest in. And in their interests. And their likes. And what brings them to where they are. So. you will, If you know me. You'll know this next guest. Who he is. He's one of my best friends. Possibly my best friend. And uh we just thought we'd have a go with this podcast and see how we see how we go. He doesn't like talking about himself, but I'm going to talk loads about him anyway. Uh, I want to welcome Johnny Mac to my show today.
1: Ah, you're very welcome. Well,
0: <laughs> no, thank you for coming along. I've been wanting to do this little chin wag at you for a while, so...
1: Okay, yeah.
0: How's things, John? Uh, apart from the, your poor
1: cold, Yeah, you'll have to forgive me if I go very croaky. It's okay. I'm suffering kind of bad at the moment, and I had no voice earlier today. But your whiskey is working very well. Hey, <laughs> Good nice you know. medicine, I have to say. You know, it purely
0: medicinal purpose. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, all, all, all I want to do today, John, is have a little chat with you about just me, it's it's because this podcast is mainly about music, mm-hmm. and I know you have a vast interest in a wide range of musical styles and instruments and musicians. So, we'd just like to have a little chat, have a talk about that. Because I think, I actually think, if I think you, if I find someone interesting, yeah. I think other people might find them interesting too. Okay. But of course, it depends on how much you tell.
1: Yeah. This could be very revealing about what you expect of me. I know, it could be
0: very quick as well. It could,
1: not Well, good night, folks. On. Yeah. Go.
0: Anyway, listen, for anyone that may not know, myself and John are in a band called the Sacred Blues Band. and Maybe we'll start from there and work our way back. Yeah, why not?
1: Tell us about the start of the Sacred Blues Band. Ooh, well, obviously, the Sacred Blues Band started before,
0: mm-hmm.
1: before your uh, arrival into it. Uh, myself and Mel, our singer, um, started as a 2B. She actually put an ad on Gumtree uh, for Musicians Wanted, and uh, she couldn't find any, she ended up with me. Well. And that was, <laughs> that was it. I had just finished up, I had been playing in a, a cover band, and I was sick to death of that chasing publicans for money is not a lot of fun it's
0: not good no no it's
1: not and um, yeah so you know I had left and the very next day I went on to Gumtree to see was there anyone it was fate it was yeah right place right time you know
0: and I have to say when I heard when I found out actually about this and I started looking back on the videos on YouTube Mm -hmm. there was a real charm about the videos (laughs) I have to say and I mean I loved them straight away right I really did and I still love the, still love the music and yeah. it. you know I mean the, the, again this podcast isn't about me but it can be about us because we've experienced this well, together um,
1: yeah I just going to say it can't really be it can't involve my current musical exploits <laughs> without involving you well <laughs> you know? what I
0: will say to you is uh, and I've said it to you before but I'll say it for the listening public out there has mm-hmm. um, got me through an awful lot of good, bad times Right. Um. Because don't forget, like my own band had split up at that time. Yeah. And I had just come into your care. We'll say. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, you got to understand. Listen, I know
1: Tom was trying to be a psychiatric nurse, but you were (laughs) you were technically in our care, like you know.
0: (laughs) Listen, you you took me in and helped me, so I'll always be grateful for that. You know. And mm -hmm. Um. I mean, don't forget, like, oh, you had no real training with any kind of musical instrument really a piano when I was younger okay and I just why did you never tell us that
1: Carl we could have had you playing the <laughs> you piano you see you want me playing everything you see you want me doing this you want me doing that
0: no um, you guys the fact that you guys wanted me wanted to work with me that meant so much to me and I'll never okay. forget it you yeah. know well, so right. you know,
1: you're, you're very welcome, and you've given us more than we give you. Well, thank you. There we are. I have to say, like, the... the This is a real backslap, at session. Yeah, yeah. why not? It's my podcast. <laughs> if I want it
0: to be that way, I can. Um, I have to say, one of my proudest achievements is recording that album that we did.
1: Okay. So but you should be rightly proud of that, I mean, in fairness. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for those who don't know, there's photographs of poor old Carl asleep on the floor of the studio <laughs> because he just come out. How long of a shift,
0: was it? 12 hours yeah
1: 12 hour shift in in the, the other day job into the studio recorded all his parts in sort of one day and mm-hmm. promptly fell asleep on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> while we were mixing the thing
0: and that floor was so comfortable yeah. it was filthy but it was comfortable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so Sacra Blues and did you just do an awful lot of gigging before I joined or Yeah, well, we did, you know
1: when it was just myself and Mel and we were doing you know a mixture of covers and our own stuff because she had never really written anything, um, before, you know, before we started playing together, but it turned out, you know, she had a real <laughs> a witty little turn of phrase, you know. Yes, she does. And um, <clears throat> and it's always been my favourite thing is writing songs. You know, I, I I far prefer the creative process to I'm, I'm part of its laziness with me, kind of. <laughs> I can't be arsed learning other people's stuff or learning it to play it exactly the way someone else played it. I mean what's the point of that? You know, I it's like already that. been done, you know. I like that attitude. Yeah. If you're gonna say if you're to play someone else's song because you like it or whatever, that's cool. But do your own version of it, like you know, put yeah. your own stamp on it. In other
0: words, like make a really happy version of a really depressing song. Well yeah. Which you've done. You did, yeah. <laughs> hey listen, we've
1: had people dancing the radiohead songs, so you know
0: <laughs> I remember. <Yeah. laughs> and um do you feel I suppose, like, it is kind of a, it's a total difference, isn't it, when you've got two compared to five in a band?
1: Very much like, so, yeah, yeah. Like
0: it took on a, it really did
1: take on... Well, it became a proper band, you know, yeah. um, where it used to be a bit of a joke, you know, we're we're the Sacred Blues band and we just rock up with just the two of us mm-hmm. and five instruments and just keep swapping instruments. And Which <laughs> also
0: has a charm to it, It though. does, I know. Because yeah. I remember seeing, when I saw you first, when, when that gig in, Crow, in the Crowbar place in the... Uh, music Center. Yeah, and uh, that was but, my first gig with Sue. Actually, Sue Callahan, who's was another one of my good friends. Mm-hmm. Will we get her on this podcast? Maybe, maybe we will at some think stage. We'll see. We'll she see. can
1: give her side of the story of the, no- <laughs> the night where we stole her percussionist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, when I when I saw you guys, it was just like that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. deadly. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't initially thinking that it needed anything else, but it was just like I kind of just put. I don't just. Put my services out there, didn't I? Mm. <laughs> Just got a chance on my arm, like you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, and
1: you asked, could you play drums with us as well? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I? Why do I only get to play drums
1: then? <laughs> yeah,
0: <there you> <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that's Sacra Blues yeah. Band, and yeah, I think we're but playing. Agree, I mean,
1: it's the five of us now, and it's it's a much bigger sound. If you want to hear it, folks, come along. We're on the Ranelagh Arts Festival on Friday in McSorley's.
0: Yeah, that's the 28th, isn't it? 29th. 29th. So yeah. uh, this will be going up live, or sorry, live. This will be going up online tonight when I finish it, which is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we play on Friday in McSorley's in Ranelagh
1: From 9pm.
0: And is, is it free yet? I, out of the fiver? I don't know. Yeah, we're so organised that we know everything about yeah. the gig, but it's going to be a great gig anyway. I don't even
1: know where the place is. Ah, you'll find it. Don't
0: worry. <laughs> Ranel <clears throat> is not that big, you know. Okay. So, <clears throat> tell me about. I know this is probably going to seem like oh Carl, don't be talking to me about this. Just tell me exactly how many instruments you can play, and what's your favourite instrument oh. like to play? Jesus, go on, um, just just throw it out there.
1: Well, I play most things <clears> with strings on them you know apart from the violin the only string is what I ever really gave up on was the violin because i couldn't get the bow part of it together uh, but it's tuned the same as the mandolin which i love and um so yeah i'll have a go at pretty much anything with strings on it and i love percussion stuff as well hence yeah. the, my other
0: which we'll
1: talk, to Escapade, about. Yeah. talk about that later okay um yeah i can i can beat a tune out of a piano but i, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say i can play it I don't play wind instruments, so I never got on with the idea of spitting into tubes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know, well, that's
0: why Mel's great at the flute, isn't at it? At the
1: flute, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. You know that noise she makes when she cleans it out? Oh, I thought
0: she was going to give me something a yeah. few, few months ago when she was doing that in my face.
1: That noise pretty much sums up why I don't <laughs> play wind instruments. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, much as I admire people who can... And my son plays the trumpet, which is weird. Like, That's you know, brilliant. My, my whole family are string instrument people, and Ross just decided I want to play the trumpet.
0: The Black Sheep. Yeah. yeah. In a good way. Great, yeah. you know. And um, there's one of your instruments that I absolutely, absolutely adore, and you know which one it is. Don't you? At the Ricky? Yeah.
1: Ah, yeah. <laughs> How long have you got that? Uh, but it was a Rick and by the way. Ah, yeah, yeah, a late seventies, four thousand and one. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, I haven't had it since the nineties. It's it. amazing. Yeah, it's the sound of it's yeah, it's, it's kind tall. of incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things, and I had the pleasure of recording uh, another friend of mine who has a four thousand and three, which is you know the, the more modern version yeah. of it. And just like when, you remember when we did the, the Sacred Blues Band album, and I just put the Ricky straight into the yeah. desk because it doesn't need anything else well just like that recording Chris's one just plugged it straight in well, not even a, a preamp or any damn thing just straight in And because you, you can't improve it it's just fucking brilliant Like, you know?
0: yeah it's I've always wanted a background, even mm-hmm. though I can't play anywhere near mm-hmm. the, what you should be able to play to hold one of those <laughs> you know what I mean but um, Do you I, know
1: listen there's another school of thought here having a nice instrument will make you play better well, this, this is a great thing to tell yourself when you're standing in the guitar shop looking at the thing that you've always wanted because every time you look at your guitar it should make you want to pick it up and play it and every time you play it you it put a big smile on your face and if it <laughs> does that for you it's the right then one. it's the right instrument you know? that's but
0: that's you're also coming from a school of being a salesman as well there but get the most, get the most expensive one <laughs> you'll want to play it then yeah, I know where you're
1: coming from. Yeah, I probably can't turn off that part of my brain, you know. It's but, always um, but, working with you. Well,
0: thank yeah. <laughs> you. Listen, you, you were uh, recently, I think you still are, jamming with a few of your friends.
1: Mm-hmm. You want to tell me a little bit about that one? The punk band? Yeah, go on. Yeah, so we had this, and that's uh, Chris who has the theory mm. because I don't get to play bass in that band. American Chris, <laughs> he, yeah. Amer- I call him. American well, Chris. we call him American yeah. Chris. Yeah. American Chris has the fun part. He's, he gets to rock out with his Ricky in that one. Uh, I'm just playing guitar in that one um but it's good crack you know i've always liked punk yeah there's a a license to be sloppy (laughs) which i really (laughs) like you know uh which is just as well if you've ever heard my guitar playing but um you know there's a there's a fun to it you know and you can go out there and you can forget the fact that we're adults and we can be giggly teenagers writing stupid songs and offensive lyrics and just having a bit of fun it's actually really hard to offend anyone these days. By the way, that's true. There's yeah. been such a cultural shift. Are you trying? Are you trying? Are we trying? No, we're not. We're just As in out. offensive stuff. Or no, no, it's, it's stuff that you might consider humorous to us, <laughs> uh, it, and you know, and it, to anyone who doesn't find it humorous, well, fuck them if they can't take a joke. You know? <laughs> <laughs> in that kind of way. But um...
0: I say, is it? It's it's a very different um, way of working to Soccer Blues
1: it is yeah although in one way and in, in another way it, it's kind of similar whereas when it started with the Sacred Blues band it, myself and Mel would sit down write songs together and then bring them to the band and I know sometimes you know, we write songs individually and then yeah. bring them to the band uh, with uh, the cold Hanger Solution. Which is <laughs> oh, that's band. the name of the new band, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, it's uh, the Reverend Mongo Jones and the Cold Hanger Solution. Oh. Yes, indeed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, Myself and Chris tend to write the songs and then bring them to the band. <laughs> so in that way, it's kind of similar.
0: And you enjoy you know? that?
1: Yeah, very much so, yeah. Cool. Because, yeah. you know, most of what we do is very acoustic mm-hmm. you know? Very true. And there's a lot to be said for plugging in an electric in. guitar, turning it up until it hurts i'm <laughs> rocking out until you you know yeah
0: i can attest to that yeah. mm-hmm. so that's cool i can't wait to hear some of that stuff you still have mm. to hear it actually but um... well, we're in the
1: process of recording at the moment um oh. just start we're just doing this sort of one song not like the sacred blues band. we're not gonna go in and record a 13 song album in two days <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs>
0: does sound very punkish
1: it does indeed yeah yeah well maybe i've always had that I that kind of sort of, attitude. of punk attitude like you know um but no, we're just, we're very lazy, so we're doing sort of one song at a time. That's cool, though. And we'll do them. We'll just lash them up on YouTube or something, and if people enjoy them, then great.
0: Cool. Well, what I'll do yeah. is when they're up, we'll, we'll uh, do a little bit of a chat about them and yeah, get, you know, all of my hundreds and thousands of listeners <laughs> to uh, have checked check them out, all right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that band. Mm. Um, just give me a little, you were in with a band. We were, Actually, we were in a band. A Long, long, long time ago to get yeah. for a yeah. very brief moment,
1: yes. When you had injured yourself,
0: yes.
1: yeah. Well, I I injured you... Yeah. Well, that's what they told me anyway. I think the oh,
0: no, was the singer, yeah.
1: I know that, but that's not what I was told. Well, at, what in did the they first place. To? Well, I think Connor and Derek uh, said to me that you were supposed to be playing bass and singing, but oh, you yeah. hurt your hand or some damn thing and that like, you couldn't play that's bass. Right, yeah. And would I come in and, and jam yeah, I, and, like, I was meant to
0: be playing and singing, yeah. I remember now because it's so long ago actually, okay. And I ended up. I think I ended up, where I just wanted to sing. Right. Because I always get like you see, you see what I'm like when I'm singing and playing kahan. Yeah. I don't really like doing both two things at once. I like to be able to be, 110 percent at one thing. Then say 70 and 30. <laughs> if again.
1: it's any help, to you no one ever seems to notice that they all seem to think you're having a great time. Uh, so.
0: Well, it's just so happens. i I'm, I'm I enjoy playing the kahan. Yeah. You know. Anyway, but anyway. Yeah, damn you, Honda 50, huh?
1: Oh, what a name. <laughs> what?
0: And what is it with you? Because that was your other previous band, Uncle Otto's Truck.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> What's with the fu- Who comes up with these names? Hang on,
1: a well, it wasn't fucking me. <laughs> um, Jerry Marum had that name. Uh, hi, Jer, if you're listening. <laughs> off down in Wexford. Um, yeah, so Jerry and Connor had that band started, they had recorded a demo on a cassette. They gave me that I was doing, that I was working mm-hmm. as a sound engineer at the time and I was working in Charlie's Bar in Angel Street. I don't ah, know Charlie's if you're, Bar? I don't know if any of your, <laughs> your listeners will remember Charlie's Bar and if they do, <laughs> They're probably not going it's time to, to, to start looking for your bus pass, lads. <laughs> 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 that was great, I yeah, It was, really yeah. well was cool, yeah. Uh, I was doing the sound in there for, there was a band called The Earth Mothers who were from Slip. Oh, really? And I was chatting to the lads afterwards just when they were doing the low life and um, they said, no, oh, listen, we know some lads who are, because I had been jamming uh, with the with them uh, during the sound Uh just having the crack. Their their bass player wanted to walk down off the stage and have a listen to what the mix was like. Oh, cool! So I took his bass and just uh, you were able to just do jamming that. with his drummer. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we were just talking about stuff, and he said, "Listen, I know some lads here looking for someone. If you want to play with them, or if you mm. want to yeah, give them a listen." So he put me in touch, and I, this cassette was handed to me with Uncle Otto's truck written on it. <laughs> As surely that's not the name of the band <laughs> but it was and um, yeah fame and fortune didn't await <laughs> and, uh, in fact
0: a friend of mine I think was in your band briefly Andy Yeah, Andy
1: O'Neill yeah great drummer
0: whose band are doing really well now Apostolite um, Apostolite Apostle, yeah very very good band yeah, yeah. you know and um, listeners check them out they're really really good it's kind of old school death metal yeah grind well, stuff like well,
1: I don't know. It's just really cool. Yeah, you know me and labels like that. I know. You
0: yeah, I oh, should know better. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I just think it's really, really good. Yeah, and they should ch- and people should check it out. But the, the amount of bands that we were all in.
1: Yeah, And know. Yeah, yeah. Like, if the, but like, Ireland's like that, isn't it? it I mean, is. Like, fucking nearly everybody plays something. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. So you you move in certain circles, you're gonna end up bumping into the same people. to go. But Andy had been playing with Flexihead. Flexihead. At that time. So when I was playing in Uncle Otto's truck originally. And Andy's and head. we used to do gigs together, you know, on the, on the same bill and stuff. And um, then when head broke up, and we went through so many drummers, as most bands do, you know, like, you know, all those cliches yeah. and Spinal Tap are there for a reason. Yeah, that's know? true. I think Uncle Dotto's Truck at that stage had had five drummers. <laughs> uh, when luckily for us, sadly for the music scene in Dublin, Flexihead, uh broke up. They were the best of us back in the 90s. I thought they were great. You know, they had this great... For those who don't remember Um it was like ZZ Top in Reverse. You had these two skinheads out the front playing bass and guitar and, you know, and singing. And then, you know, Andy the hairy article behind the drum kit, you know? (laughs) And um, so they had it all. They had the image. They had the songs. The And they had, you know, interest. You know, they got a bit of media interest. They actually made a vinyl record, which was fantastic, you know? Uh that would have been expensive back then, wouldn't it? It probably was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I never got to that stage. <laughs> I don't really wow. know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I loved them. I thought they were great. But uh, so you know, luckily for us then, when when they stood up and we got Andy, because he gave us a completely different sound. He was a really you know, it was a double kick player and stuff like that. Yeah. and It just gave us a whole lot more drive than we'd had before. But as with all bands, they have a shell drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That one reached the end of it. <laughs> I just think
0: it's hilarious that uh, um, like I met you uh, I think I went to, wasn't it wasn't the first time I, well I went to
1: your stag today. you were
0: on um, yeah and I'd only met you I think because of Gus yeah. wasn't it? yeah and been, yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I'm now working with your brother-in-law Paul oh, brother. Paul's not my brother-in-law no. is he not your brother-in-law? no he's well, not is he? he's a mate very... oh, I thought he was your brother-in-law why no. did I think that?
1: I haven't a clue. Oh, well. He might have said he was, he just may to, have to be associated To wind comedy. me up, actually. Uh, maybe, yeah. He's sung up, that so. could be it, you know.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we went off a little bit about what instruments you play. Give me some more of the instruments that you play. Well, like, what do you, like your string instruments. Go on, just name them. Yeah, me.
1: okay. Well, I mean, look, guitar, obviously, uh, bass, mandolin, banjo, bouzouki, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, I'm sure, anybody can play the ukulele. Um, <laughs> I've had had a go on most things, you know. I I did on a double bass briefly, the big stand up one, and it was just too much trouble. That would have been awesome. (laughs) It it was great, it was black, (laughs) it's a huge thing. You You had it in the shop, didn't you? Uh, Yeah, I brought it in and sold it, yeah. (laughs) When when it was on stand, it was seven foot tall, it was really imposing looking, you know.
0: What is, like, what's your most satisfying instrument to play? That in, in in the sacral sense.
1: sense um, you
0: know like I know you play several instruments during any gig if we play one of our kind of our long form gigs we'd say yeah. you can play one of several Yeah. so what would be your most satisfying instrument to well, play
1: well it really depends on what's happening if I'm playing with a drummer I love playing bass because I'm a real backseat driver and when you're playing yeah. bass in a band situation you're really in charge of everything you know you're controlling the whole swing and the fucking yeah. tempo of the thing you you <laughs> there were not the keeper of the groove as the teacher <laughs> says you know yeah. Um, and that's great fun, but my actual favorite instrument to play is the mandolin. I I love it, you know, because um, it's small and it's portable. Oh <laughs> and, yeah, so it's just and, it's and really... I don't have to remember anything. Like yeah. when you're playing bass, you have to, you kind of have to stick to the rules. You know, you you've got to be within the structure, and everyone else is relying on that structure yeah. to stay the same. You know, um, with the mandolin. Sure, I can just make it up as I go along. Nobody expects you to play the main body of the tune. You can just knock yourself out. It's like playing the guitar. It's, you know, it's easy insofar as there's a freedom in it. You don't have to remember very much, you know. (laughs) Off you go.
0: Lucky you. I have to carry a big bloody cajon around with me. Well, hang on a
1: second. I carry four fucking instruments around. (laughs) Pretty average kid.
0: So, yeah, so, Mm. um, Mm. do you know, I was only thinking about something there when we were before we, were, we started this podcast the way we were talking about how like say different say metal fans would like music or they like the same types of stuff yeah isn't yeah. it great though that like I find a lot of people that I would know would be into metal yeah but they'd also branch off into different types of music that they would play
1: yeah um, that's oddly enough working in a music shop as I do I spend an awful lot of time talking about music to people yeah um i tend to find that metal players are more open-minded players because they're playing a genre of music that isn't a set form you know if you're a blues player the blues is a set musical form or an Irish traditional musician you know trad is a set form and if you deviate too far from the norms of it then it's not it anymore you know yeah, you, yeah. you've lost the, the plot you know if not saying you've lost the point. <laughs> so You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but you're you're no longer playing the blues if you deviate too far from the normal sort of scales over chord structures that we're used to. Yeah. Whereas metal's not like that though. It's like classical music, insofar as you know it when you hear it, but there aren't strict rules defining what it is. And you can pick up an electric guitar, crank up the distortion, and play any scales, yeah. any modes, anything you like, <coughs> and if you play it with the right attitude, it's metal, and if and that's yeah. the only thing that really matters with it. And I think that's why an awful lot of like almost everyone I know who plays classical guitar plays metal as well. Brilliant, you know, um, and that's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, or jazz, you know, like you know, the, the, a lot of the jazz players, they they have that overlap, you know. Yeah, uh, they're the two types of people that who I find by the seven and eight string guitars from us they really? this
0: would, year what jazz players play yeah those find things?
1: the guys who want to extend out into like it's just extended arpeggios all over the fucking right. place you know what I mean and like you listen to bands like Animals as Leaders and guys like yeah. that you know a lot of the stuff that they're playing you know if you turn down the distortion yeah it's the yeah. same fucking scales as if you you know you listen to you know a, a lot, lot of, of contemporary work. jazz stuff yeah you know? uh, which is great you know it's like Mel's friend Mel has a friend in France uh, Gilda, yeah, uh, I think I think I'm pronouncing that right, probably not. Um, don't ask me. Yeah, <laughs> he plays in some metal band over there, and he's an absolute shredder. Was this
0: the guy who was in he was in Behemoth or something, or he was in Mayhem or something. I don't know. I think she thought yeah, she thought I think he was. In he's doing of,
1: really well. I've seen video of him playing at some you know on some oh, he, fairly big stages and stuff. You know. Yeah, I
0: think he was in one of those bands that was either Behemoth or Mayhem, and I don't think he's with them anymore. Yeah. Uh, I remember telling me uh, about him, actually, yeah. Yeah. He's, well, yeah.
1: yeah, he's some player, this guy. But uh, he has another two-piece. You've got to check these out. He has this two-piece. It's himself and a Swedish chap, and they play Django Reinhardt stuff, and, that, and right. it's fantastic. It really cool. is amazing, and yeah.
0: You'll have to show me that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love how, like we can, and I say we, I mean, I'm, I would be a metal musician, mm-hmm. first and foremost, and to be able to branch off, like, I mean, it's so funny when I would tell people most people would know me from my own band in as well. But then when I start introducing them to sacred Blues, <laughs> they're like, "That's not you. That that's not you. That you singing that? Yeah. You are singing like higher yeah. than what?" I know. I'm like, I know. And, and, and I love I that. I love
1: that reaction. I love that after gigs, you know, when I'm, when I'm busy packing up on my mountains of shit, mm. and people come up to you and and they're like, "Amazed that you know that that high harmony stuff." comes out of the guy who looks like he should be singing a bass fucking low you know <laughs> low line way yeah. under what the little five foot two girl is singing you know? and <laughs> I think
0: that's part of the, the appeal of our sound anyway Yeah, and I like that you know I've, that's one thing I love about our, is, 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 is we're not conventional no and <laughs> you know okay I would mainly stick to percussive instruments but like if, mm-hmm. I mean if, if the if, it t- if, if I wanted to go on to something else, I could. That's what I love about this. There's, there's the freedom there. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, it's a great freedom to have, like you know. And um, I just wish more bands were like that, Do you know. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, <clears throat> like
1: a, a band is... It's more about the personalities than, than anything else, you know. And mm. if you're playing with a bunch of people who you like and you respect them and you just love hanging out with them and, and playing music it should be sort of open that if someone comes along and says, "I hey, listen, I just got this thing, whatever it is, you know, I just got a squeeze box yeah. or whatever. Do you remember
0: the time Mel got that? What do, you know? it was
1: the do you know we were only messing around with a that a couple card, of weeks ago? No, it's, no, it's some talking. weird, uh, there is a name for it, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, sorry for people listening who have no idea what hand gestures we're making. <laughs> <laughs> to try and describe this thing. It's a keyboard and you plug it in, but it's not an electronic keyboard. There's um like a hairdryer motor in this thing and when you press the keys it, it's it's like an electric melodica.
0: That's it, yeah. Yeah.
1: But it has these buttons on it that you can hold down and they play chords, and then you can play the melody line on the keyboard over yeah. right these chords. For some reason it does not do an E chord. <laughs> <laughs> As if, you know I It's this, an old thing, isn't it? It was made in Italy in the sixties. <laughs> well then, yeah. You know. Yeah, but I mean the Italians know what an E chord is, surely to God. Like, you know? <laughs>
0: no they they, they, they don't, I don't, wish. don't no, they I've, I've heard, heard that no, I no. <laughs> so any any kind of instrument is defective <laughs> yeah. from Italy so don't <laughs> get Italian instruments <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, I've heard that <laughs> oh, I have out there for it must be true <laughs> um, <laughs> Big Dave says dogs can't look up <laughs>
0: ah, oh yeah so um, yeah. what was your of uh, all your bands right? Mm. I'm gonna start asking questions now because we're gonna veer, we're not chatting away here like which is great which is cool. I <laughs> want to start I want to get a few questions at You there, you know, what was the?
1: I'll try and deflect them. Like I'm gonna try <laughs> like,
0: what, like what was your favorite gig that you've ever played if you can remember? Oh my god!
1: <clears throat> um, with which band? Any band that mm. you can remember now? Yeah. Okay. Um. oh man that's such a hard question it really is you know like I mean I remember I used to love doing the Saturday afternoon all ages gigs back in the 90s with Uncle Otto's truck What's that in, in, the in the Rock Garden, Garden. Uh, yeah. and
0: the Rock Garden They were, became uh, Aim and Dorrance and then and now it's
1: whatever the fuck it is yeah its it has gone now the old storehouse or something yeah, yeah, some it's touristy place now yes exactly and the tourists I think has been there for years and years you know I've I've actually heard them saying oh this is a really old place <laughs> no no mm-hmm. no it no. isn't but um, when it was the Rock Garden, and it had, it, that was a great the venue. The, you know, they had a good PA and good back line. I and, never liked playing in it.
0: Did you not? No. Oh. Well, oh, sorry, I never only played in it when it was Eamon Dorrance. So okay.
1: maybe it changed. I was only in it once when it was Eamon Dorrance because I liked it when it was the Rock Garden that much that when it changed, I just went, ah, this isn't the same right. kind of stuff going. But um, they'd go back line, you know, I was, you know, they gave you everything—proper light show, yes. smoke machines, the the whole bit. They had cameras on the stage, which were showing in the bar upstairs, mm. so the punters would come down if, excuse me, if they liked to look at it.
0: Where did you play your first ever gig? Actually, sorry. Yeah, oh, you... the
1: bag it in. So
0: did you? Because yeah. I played my first ever gig in Edinburgh. Okay. A first ever gig.
1: Yeah. No, the oh. bag it in, and uh, there are photographs of it somewhere. Really. There are. Yeah.
0: I'm sure June will put them up on Facebook at some
1: point. She probably, she probably has, the the back of her head is in one of them. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, that was good. It was it was great crack. I I liked the baguette. It yeah. was one of those old school. Sorry, it was like the venues that I worked in when I was doing the sound because I used to yeah. at the attic above the White Horse on George's Quay. Oh, yeah. uh, the Grattan in Cable Street, which is now Jack Neillans. Oh
0: yeah, that's um, right yeah.
1: You know, and we used to do, like, you know, uh, obviously Charlie's Bar uh, mentioned up there as mm-hmm. well. And I used to love those type of venues, like Barnstormers up in Cable Street. Barns- do you remember Stammers, Barnstormers? Yeah, yeah there were some great gigs in there as well. That was always good cool fun. They used to give us free beer called Moosehead. Oh, <gasps> uh, Moosehead. Did you <laughs> okay. I,
0: I remember um, recording with one of my albums, bands, Chosen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not messing. During one recording session, we must have drank six cases of Moosehead. Red. Like, we were just... Like, like, they had a taste for it because the bass player was living in Canada for years and he brought that taste back with him okay. when they all started playing together. Yeah. And that was always... Like, we used to have our own... We had our own recording set up in, the, in his basement. It was cool. And it was always Moosehead. Yeah. It's a nice, nice Yeah, beer. it was.
1: It was nice as, as well as I can remember. It was nice. It was, yeah, <laughs> it that was, was very nice at nice the time. Nice yeah, dream. So, um... But yeah, those those yeah. small venues, do you remember like, there was a time into the mid-90s when there was a plethora of small venues upstairs over pubs in yes. Melbourne, where any night of the week you could go and hear some bunch of gobshites rocking out and <laughs> wanting to be the next big thing. Well, I was usually the other show down the back of the room twiddling, <laughs> and I was on the sound desk. Um, but there were some great nights, you know, and there yeah. was some some really inventive talent out there that there isn't as many places for people today to, to go and play no. so we don't get to go and see as many, you know, there's loads of places where you can go to like sort of singer-songwriter notes and that sort of stuff but it's yeah. not the same and it's,
0: it's, very it's a pity. Like, yeah, you know. it's very hard to get a decent kind of small to medium-sized venue that will mm-hmm. cater for rock and roll, rock, metal. Yeah. You know, like they they just won't touch the small, like the other venues won't touch metal now or, yeah. Yeah. it's very hard, like I mean it's, very hard I, I think you know to try and get it. as I say like, I mean I think the last smallest venue that 2001 played in was Chennai. right yeah and that was like we were too loud for that okay like we were really loud for that you yeah, know yeah. but it was like at, at the same time we still enjoyed it though
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know I don't know what it is about that venue I do actually like it
1: yeah when when the vibe is good in there it's great and yeah. the PA is good and the sound on stage can be really good yeah. and stuff like that it's just an awful pity that the area in front, immediately in front of the stage, See. is so small, and that a lot, a lot, lot of people are up beside the bar, uh-huh. you know, to your left as you're looking off the stage. You know,
0: it's um, a strange um, venue, isn't it? It's the way it's laid out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I you do know? like it though. I know, I know yeah, what you I mean. It me. has something nice about it. I do, I do kind of like. I was at a. Um,
0: I think actually that's the only venue we've we've played there with you haven't we? should I? Yes. So that's the only venue. Yeah, that I've played in with yourselves right. Sue so, and Suzanne as well very good <laughs> just okay. a little bit of trivia yeah. King Wall trivia eh? yeah. <laughs> I swear it's not on about me tonight I swear what's with the silence <laughs> i
1: just, just leaving room for more you <laughs> thanks you know me so well uh, yeah. you and your ego bro. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, listen yeah. Um. It's for, because I said oh, this is primarily a I, I, my interests
1: are rock and metal, and yeah, give me some of would the you like other types of music as well, oh, as do we all, you know. I and do. that's when we just, I kind of thought that's where this discussion was going when you were saying about metal musicians who also play other types of music. Bring it that. That.
0: on, Bring yeah, him.
1: because I am that's exactly what I'm doing. That's thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hang on there one second, I'm getting a little bit flenny. Oh. Oh, that lovely medicine is working wonders, but um, yeah, because you know, we all have different influences, like, and from the time we were a child, and yeah, and stuff like that, you know. And I know, for example, you love country and western, I do, you know? American country, and western, yeah, not you know? Irish. Oh, no, I didn't mean Daniel fucking Donald or Margot or, or any of that, T.R. dancer. Your, yeah, no, you know. <laughs>
0: But well, funny enough, they're better than the shite that's on nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you know? I'm not that familiar with the shite that's on nowadays, oh, that's but show, when yeah. I was a kid, like growing up in the 70s, the stuff that used to be on the radio, um, yeah. you know, there were some great country hits, like, you know, yeah. like Kenny Rogers would be oh, in the charts. And, amazing. You know, you can't not absorb that stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think for me, a lot of those influences only found an outlet with the Sacred Blues Band. <laughs> Because we are not a blues band, by the way, don't let the name mislead you.
0: you <laughs> Actually, know, you, try uh, and describe the sucker Blues for everyone, oh, um, just because, uh, you know, for me, I'm always like saying, it's like a kind of a jazz, bluegrass, blues type mix of everything. It sounds
1: really contradictory, doesn't it? Yeah. Man? I but mean, that's us so all over it It is, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, we play acoustic disco for folks' sake, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we do. <laughs> I know um yeah and some of it's really country and some of it's quite folky mm. and some of it's bluesy some of it's jazzy some of it's very french swing you know well especially see, the songs in french even elements of <laughs> yeah. rockabilly now, there though. are yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that's that's it's only to be expected when you look at like look at who's in the damn band. I mean you got five people with very different backgrounds like before we got her Mel was singing and playing flute with an eleven-piece funk band in France. Like, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? So, how they ever made any money? I mean, imagine eleven people in a band. Yeah. <laughs> they never I mind don't... trying to get them all fit onto a stage. You know,
0: that sounds like one of sales gigs or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing one gig tonight. you have fifteen people on stage. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she does do things by a
1: String quartet. so I yeah. <laughs> No, the string quartet is good. I mean, that gig that I did with you guys down in um, the cobblestone yes playing with the string quartet was just it's nice that isn't was that? class. yeah it yeah. really was good yeah. that is good when they're in
0: when other stuff yeah it's really really good
1: yeah and again because they're following like they're reading it off the sheet Sue being the talented girl she just writes it out for them and says mm-hmm. here play this and they play it uh, that I was able to just sit there with New mandolin and make stuff up as I go along <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant that's, that's John a happy boy like you know but um, I like that quirkiness as well where you're not tied to any any one format of instrumentation yeah, you know where like with a metal band it would look kind of weird if you know someone brought out a bazooka <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> you
1: know um, or if you're playing in an Irish trap band and someone showed up with an electric melodica yeah <laughs> you know there would be eyebrows raised you know whereas I love the fact that anything goes with us you know and uh, that yeah. like, you can decide on the night you know like half the time Tom so it, okay, I'm bringing the electric guitar tonight or I'm bringing the acoustic guitar. Or yeah. you will take a slide out of his pocket and just start playing with it if he feels like it, you know? Yeah. Um, and even
0: to my thing, if I wanted to be really bold and use it one of my darbukas or something, yeah, I could actually work out, work it into our stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You could do that a bit more, wouldn't you? <laughs> I like when you play the darbukas. I might. I might. We'll see. Mm-hmm.
0: So listen, um, as I said, we were, you, you have a new venture.
1: mm Speaking of Tarabugas. Yes, that's what got me thinking
0: about that there. So tell me about the new venture.
1: Um. Well, myself and Owen, you know, I'm from the shop, we are running, um, it's a four-week workshop in the River Holistic Centre in Rohini, which is a lovely place, folks. If, you, if you're into any sort of meditation or yoga, or if you want a massage or...
0: Of therapy, any of that
1: sort of relaxation stuff that you want to do, they've got a great little setup over there. But it's we wanted to run. I wanted to run a drum circle for a long time uh, because I get asked all the time in the shop if I do lessons. You know, because you know we're selling these things to people all the time. You know, yeah, and you're demoing them for people. And I've probably taught more tourists how to play the barrel than <laughs>
0: than
1: is get or you.
0: Funny enough, you have a very uh, famous uh, student. That you taught us get in the shop one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom
1: O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was great, Craig. That's
0: yeah. a great video. I
1: know, yeah. It
0: really, really is. Yeah. And of course, you, you couldn't have said to him, oh, uh, can you just hang on here half an hour while we'll I get me made to come in and say hello to you? Well, couldn't you Couldn't have know, done that, could
1: you? I did tell him the story about you and the Kerry King conversation. Oh. <laughs>
0: I will tell that story on another podcast. Another podcast. I yeah. will tell that story, but not tonight.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Anyway.
1: anyway, so you know, you weren't left out of the conversation. I did tell them about that. You know, <laughs> uh, see,
0: it's about me again. Okay.
1: So. Great amusement. Tom's great crack. Lovely guy. Yeah, it's yeah, so his brother as well. He was in yeah. uh, as well. They're just He is, yeah. Nice he's he's tech. tech, yeah. <laughs> Hang on there was. I got a cough. <laughs> <laughs> excuse it's me horrible when you're sick isn't yeah, it? it is it's no fun what
0: kind of a friend am I making you do a podcast do this. Like,
1: at least you're supplying the medicine well that's you it know?
0: there's loads of that there <laughs> so the, what's, where is it again oh yeah
1: so um, yeah so from teaching people how to play these things um, and them asking you know you know, do you do proper lessons and stuff like that and I just I, I don't but I wanted to to, to do like a, a drum circle so a group drumming thing and talking to Alan, he was big into meditation. He studied in college and was interested in, in doing something, you know, in a music therapy, drum therapy uh, type vein. Mm. But trying to find a venue around town where you can bring like 10 people in and have them banging on drums, is <laughs> isn't that easy, you know. And especially in the likes of the holistic centers and things where they tend to have treatment rooms upstairs or something. So, you, you know, you go in for your relaxing Reiki massage, and next thing you know, there's a dozen lunatics downstairs banging on like work. It wouldn't really fly, would it? No, but the Riverhead Holistic Center have a separate room, uh, so that's where we're doing it. And it's lovely, and it actually couldn't be better. Awesome. It's really nice. So so you had your four sessions. We had the first one last night, and awesome. it went brilliant. I have to say. The and what's
0: the, what, what's your goal with this? What what are you hoping to achieve for people that are going to it?
1: Um, well, a couple of things, really. You know, we titled the workshop Zen and the Art of Meditative Drumming. But it's not, um it's not like shamanic drumming. It's a lot more musical, <laughs> where a lot of people will use drums to achieve meditation. We're using meditation to achieve drumming, <laughs> you know, because as musicians, you know, all musicians meditate, whether they would describe it that way themselves or not, you know, you know that thing. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners will know that thing. When you sit down with your guitar and you get, or whatever instrument and you get lost in it and you think 20 minutes have come by, but in reality, it's been two hours. Yeah. The dinner's is burnt and you know, Oh shit. You know, look yeah. it is, my goodness, is that the time, you know, um, we go off into a different headspace like that, you know, but people who habitually play, you know, yourself, the, when we sit down at the jam, you don't need a big long warm up. You don't. It doesn't take you very long to get into the groove. You yeah. know, you just you sit down, you're just relaxing to each other's company, and you play. You do, and that's yeah. And you just you find those spaces, and you know when you're really grooving. You know that thing where you just you feel like you can do no wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's it's a wonderful feeling. I've,
0: um, I've only ever really I another probably sounds weird, but I've only really ever shared that kind of moment with you and Tom. Okay. You know, cause I'm playing an instrument. Like you know, where yeah. with the other band, it's I'm singing. Yeah. I'm just singing. But we've had nights like that in this kitchen where yeah. the three of us are just jamming, and we'll like we'll jam a riff yeah. for ne- as you say, nearly an hour. Yeah, and just love it and not get tired of it. and Just Absolutely. keep doing it. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I think
1: it feels like it's ten minutes, you know, but to the neighbors who are listening to it through the wall, they know it's happening. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so anyway that, that mental state what actually happens to you there is the best I can equate it is to the Zen the, there's a Zen term Mushin which literally means empty M- mind Mushin Mushin yeah uh, it's two Japanese words Yeah, one, you know, empty engine. Um, and that Mushin state is what you achieve when you meditate uh, if you meditate properly and it actually changes your brainwaves you know like your, you know whatever our brain is emitting electronic waves across itself all the time, yeah. you know? Um, just like sound waves, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, sound moves in waves, and we can measure it in hertz, as in the frequency of the wave. This is probably getting very technical and boring for people, isn't it? No, course. it's great, because, but it's,
0: it's, it's it, as again, like the, there's so many different facets to what you're interested in. Yeah, okay. That's what I wanted to...
1: Well, you know, I, I can't help being interested in all facets of music and stuff. And I have a cousin over in the Netherlands who does music therapy and stuff. And I did a bit of research into that and stuff and see the, the amazing type of work that, that she does. Um, when you play and you, and you lapse into this motion state, mm-hmm. your brainwaves actually drop. The frequency of your brainwaves goes down from... Like, we go around in our general day-to-day in what's known as a beta state where our brain waves are operating at sort of 12 to whatever hertz, like, you know,
0: um,
1: (coughs) when you meditate or when you play music or you play, or when you're subjected to or influenced by sort of rhythmic uh, stimulation to your brain, your brain waves actually drop down to 8 to 12 hertz. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is a significant change, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, And in that state, that's when time takes on a different meaning. That's what happens to us when we play and we lose track of time because we're busy being in the groove and we're just enjoying ourselves. And last night, on the first night of the the workshop, that happened. I got about two-thirds of the way through the programme of what we thought Mm -hmm. we were going to do. And next thing, somebody looked at the time and the whole thing had run over by a quarter of an hour. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, we were supposed to finish at half nine. It was quarter to ten and we were nowhere near finished what I thought we would have to do last night. We just got so wrapped up in what we were doing. And And do you think
0: that was... Was there a positive? Uh, like, do you think people were happy that it was like oh, that? Much,
1: yeah, everyone was. You know, everyone left smiling and laughing, and, Dead, and so they can't wait how much They were week. looking forward to next week. You know, which was great. Great. That's
0: brilliant. Yeah. I'm delighted, for you. because yeah, I know you've been you put you put a lot of research and a lot of effort into it. So I know that I know that for a fact. So I'm yeah. delighted that it's
1: well for me. There was a great vindication in knowing that our theory works. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we took a bunch of people, none of whom had hit a drum before in their lives you know that's amazing. and after you know we had the initial sort of introductions and all that sort of stuff but after an hour of drumming following the meditation that Owen had brought them all through they were playing as a group
0: that's brilliant Yeah, that is brilliant
1: yeah it was great yeah but, you know, they, this is science, you know, we've, unless we can repeat the experiment, it's not valid. You know? <laughs> so, so, damn it, we're going to have to do it again. We're going to have to do it again. Yeah. So, just again,
0: yeah, just tell people when it's on and wh- where it's on. Okay, so
1: Monday nights in the River Holistic Centre in Rohini uh, starts at 8 o'clock, runs until half nine. It's a four week workshop. And how much
0: is it?
1: It's 100 euro for the four weeks. We'll provide all the drums. That's pretty, that's it's pretty, pretty damn cheap, I know, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we're doing it because we believe in it and it's that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So you can—they are taking bookings. They have a great website. You can go on there. You can find us on Facebook, Mushin Drumming Dublin or River Holistic Centre, yes. and uh, you can book with them. And they'll talk to you. They're a very nice bunch—an absolute pleasure to deal with. Yeah,
0: mm. tell them John sent you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to bring it back to uh, metal again because, mm-hmm. as I say, my podcast is mainly about metal. Yeah. And uh, give me your, you know. Not in this particular order, but give me your top five metal bands. No, good lord. Go on, the five. And then it have to be in, the, in in order. Yeah. And then with that band, your favorite album from that band.
1: Okay. Uh, you know I've always been a huge Motorhead fan. Yes. They gotta still be number one for me. Of course. You know.
0: Um. It's a given. Yeah.
1: My favorite Motorhead yes. album, although I know it's by far one of their less popular of the classic no, era, twice. is Another Perfect Day. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. Another Perfect Day.
0: You maybe love that album because it's always... Because awesome. it's It's one
1: of the albums that lives in my car and yeah. never come out. You know? That's a good album. Yeah, it's a great. And it's great driving music as well. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like it so much. But it's different and it has an individuality um, because of Brian Robinson's guitar playing on it. And you can hear the joy in his playing on yeah. that. That this is a guy who was in Tin Lizzy. And for all that, you know, I love Tin Lizzy. Mm-hmm. But... When you've got two guitarists who are tied to playing harmony parts of each other, there's a lack of freedom of course. Uh, in there. And suddenly, here's this guy, thrown in with one of the greatest rhythm sections that ever set foot on the stage, yeah. and just told, "Go nuts!" And he did. Fuck, he, he did it. it. Like you know, uh, it's brilliant. I love every every <laughs> minute of that album. It's just fantastic, you know. Well. So that's yeah, Motherhead has always been number one Slayer. Uh, you know, um, one of those bands that I mean when. It, I think back to when I was a teenager and the first layer album I heard was Rain and Blood. Okay. I was given a cassette by a guy that I was in school with So you know, have a listen to this. <laughs> it, as used to happen. We used to have these things called cassettes, folks. They were these little plastic parts <laughs> that had tape inside it and it went round on cocks.
0: 60 minutes or ninety. Uh, minutes. Moving
1: parts, yeah. Um, and I put this thing into my Walkman and I had to listen to it. We used to have these things called Walkmans, folks, and they were a little plastic box. <laughs>
0: people aren't that old I
1: don't know who's listening to this or (laughs) that young should I say listen you want to meet some of the people that I meet you know I can imagine yeah so would it have been Rain of Blood
0: is your favourite album no Um,
1: although it is one of them and will always hold a special place in my heart because it's the first Slayer album that I heard overall probably Seasons in the Abyss has taken over for me as time has gone on wow and again it's one of those albums that lives in my car and will never come out it does you know Um, I was listening to it this evening on the way here
0: It's an absolutely amazing album. It is, a storming album. Seasons in the abyss. Mm. I love, um, there's a song on that, Skeletons of Society. Yes. Oh.
1: I such agree with it. I know. know, And
0: there's songs that they don't play live, and that's one Mm. of them. And then, I think they had done, like an anniversary, you know, tour Mm -hmm. of that album, and they played it from start to finish. Yeah. And I I, I heard them playing it, and I was like, oh, wow. Who else? Oh, no, that's, a
1: two, of, that's, that's two, that two of the top five yeah uh, I, when I was younger I I was a big Metallica fan as I think most of us were you know <coughs> the later stuff doesn't do it for me and I you know it, it's a really sad thing to say but I, I really do feel like Metallica are a band that just ran out of ideas you I know I think
0: a lot of guys of our time yeah. feel the same about Metallica like I mean we were like what the hell? What yeah. happened? Like you know, I mean, yeah. to go from and you know I would have this discussion with people about or people like if if it's not if it's not Master but of Butts or Ray Roy DeLoire and it's shit. You know, mm. people Did, uh, need to change. Oh, people want to experiment, yeah. and it, it may not be for you. Yeah. Or it, maybe if they put them under a different name, but like mm. they're still good at what they do, but it's still not.
1: Yeah, it's just it's not as inventive as it used to no. be, and that for me is the problem. You know that's why I don't listen to the later stuff, um, or the odd tune maybe. Uh, you know, yeah. i will be able to see them live in, in more recent times and stuff yeah. like that, and they you know, they still cut it as a live act. Oh, they do, yeah. But just as as regards the records, for me, it's kind of up to the Black album, kind of. That's that's where yeah. you sort of close, I yeah. parted ways with them. So <laughs> there, there, you know what I mean? I do and w- would they be one of the top five they'd, they'd have to be in the top five okay. you know what i mean um how could they not be i mean for someone of my generation like yeah, you know what i mean yeah of course you know they i think they're,
0: a lot of us will have the, the same kind of si- very very similar top five yeah
1: you know
0: bands in our top five
1: in our top five metal bands yeah okay
0: so the, what's, what's the, do what's the album? The Metallica album for yeah. me has
1: to be Master of Puppets. Yeah, there is only you know, the, one. Well, Cliff Burton was just so, you know, nobody's irreplaceable, right? You know, there's graveyards full of <laughs> indispensable men, you know? But in terms of that band's sound as it was, it was so mm. much of him. Yeah. It was, and yeah. without him. They're not the same band, but how you know how could they? Be? You know.
0: But they still did bloody good with them, though. They did, yeah. You know, they just you know. did, they adapted and
1: they. They adapted and they overcame, overcame. You know. yeah. You know. So that's number three. That there, that's number three, number four, Pantera. Um, okay. I. I remember the first time I heard Pantera. Really. Uh, it was probably the video for Cowboys from Hell <laughs> or Psycho Holiday. I think it was Psycho Holiday. It would have been on MTV on the headband yeah. or whatever, you know. I just gone fucking <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> these guys have stage presence, you mm-hmm. know. And I still tend to think of Dimebag as being the last of the great guitar heroes. Yeah, you know, I can't much. think of anyone in the modern idiom who who is that, the guy who's not the singer, is every bit as important as, or more important than the singer, and has a very distinctive style that you'd know a hundred miles away. Slash. Slash was out before Dying Bike. Oh, I know, but it was... You know, so I can't even anyone of since but... Bike. Uh, Yeah, I mean anyone who has come along after. What
0: about... Um, you know? Well, yeah, Zach Wilde would have been before and I'm talking about in when he was with Ozzy you now, not, yeah, not, not his him. Black Label Society yeah. stuff. Mm. I mean, he had some great chops as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely had, yeah. I, I mean know. listen, the world is full of great guitar players as of well, as well as dead. But I know what you mean.
0: Now. And the gas thing about Dimebag is like he was only getting better yeah. before yeah. tragedy struck. Yeah. Really was such a shame. Absolutely. and They were all going. They were going to get back together. Yeah. And they were going to make an
1: album. I still have his pick from the gig in the SFX. Oh well. Wow. Yeah. Thinking. That's a traitor. You know. And um,
0: what's your favorite album from them?
1: A vulgar Display of Power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cowboys from Hell. You know, was the first one I heard. Uh, it, it was great and all. Yeah. In its own way. But a vulgar display of power has Jesus, such yeah. weight. Do you know like, something
0: you know, and I the thought? groove is just well uh, yeah you know. what I found about Pantera for me was uh, you oh. know like they were getting heavier and more aggressive and darker yeah with, with each album mm-hmm. and while I like I mean I absolutely love Vulgar Display of Power I thought Far Beyond Rhythm was a nasty yeah nasty album yeah and every riff and every drumby mm-hmm. and every lyric is just Vicious, yeah, and you can hear it in the in the delivery of it, like and yeah, for me that's my favorite i, I know it's your top one, yeah, yeah, just works. it's my that for me what it was yeah such an album
1: it is a great album, you and know? you know it's one that I would listen to on a mm. on a fairly regular basis, but if I had was put to the pintome yeah. collar, and you know
0: vulgar display of Power
1: all your CDs are born on you can only say one Pantera one yeah. where yeah. it's going to be a vulgar display of Power yeah. you know, know and what that's, that's just the way it is, you know. So, your last band would be... Uh, oh, God. See, this is really hard. How do you pick five bands out of, you know, you know the amount of music that I so listen you know, to. Well, you're
0: lucky I didn't just say your five favourite bands in general.
1: Yeah. yeah, You know? You know? So I don't think there's enough tape on the internet here. You no. Know? <laughs> <laughs> tape. We still say tape. Tape. I still love tape. I miss so, go tape. On. I miss tape. Tell me your last band. Well, this one's going to probably get questions from you. Okay. Of course, because I don't know whether you class them as a metal band.
0: No, I've, I've got several names in my head, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but yeah. if, I, if you say it, I'll say, yeah, it was one of them.
1: Okay. Primus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. <do. laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Um, I would class them as having elements of metal. They do, They yeah. would appeal more to a metal crowd, so yeah.
1: That's exactly it. And uh, Primus, for me, really hark back to what we were talking about there earlier, about how metal it doesn't have... I define musical form that it's it's an open ended, and it's more about attitude than yes, yeah. you know, yeah, and you know it when you hear it and you and, you know, uh, Primus for me. There's nobody like there's no one as individual as them. No, they've got that magical something that just makes them, them, yeah. you know, and there's been a lot of great three piece bands out there. You know, I love ZZ Top. I do. As do you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know and a lot of people rate Rush as one of the greatest, you know, musical entities. Coming together oh, yeah. of great, talented musicians, you know. And they are, but Primus are a better band.
0: You yeah, know? that's. that's uh, uh,
1: you know, Rush are great musicians who can't write a good song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's that's just a fact for me, you know. Showing controversial. You shit vocals and can't really catch a shit vocals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've met them. I <laughs> know <laughs> um, nah, I'm always slagging. You know like they're they're <laughs> great. You know, uh, but they're not promise. <laughs> you know. I know. Um, and
0: for what album do you like? From uh, uh, See now you're getting into.
1: it Yeah, oh. yeah. Jesus, you're a tough interrogator. <laughs> um, again, there's there's a lot of them to choose from out there. The Brown Album is fantastic. But... I really love Anti-Pop. Really? Yeah, I do, yeah. I...
0: Actually, you have a world of albums to choose from. and Yeah. That's the one you go
1: know. with. I just, I, I, I like it. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I like it. And again, now, Antipop, Brown Album, uh, Pork Zelda, Silent Seas and Cheese. Mm. These... They all live in my car <laughs> again. You know <laughs> what I mean. Like they've all earned that place in there. Yeah. And I'd have to flip a coin here, or two coins with four sides on, them to pick one of those four. I really think I no, would. Antipop is you know, Antipop. I didn't say I was going with Antipop. I said that, you know the Brown Album was brilliant, but I really like Antipop. <laughs> yeah. And then I also love, to be honest with you, Sound of the of Cheese and, and Pork Salad were the two first Primus albums that. I heard. It was Niall Bowden who uh, played in Flexihead with Andy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gave me a cassette with one of those on each side of it. Once upon a time we had these things called cassettes, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And you could put two albums on, on one on each side. Um... I don't understand why CDs never had two sides.
0: I know. Well, it's you the get way the you odd have...
1: one. You get the odd like cheap ass DVD that has two sides, and then there's no label, I and mean, you can't tell which side is what. So that's
0: maybe why. Yeah,
1: maybe so. But I mean, it, it can't be beyond the technology to print on a side that has a playable side. Yeah, I don't you know. know? I to don't print know. something, you know, <laughs> that maybe that works like a hologram. You know, when you I'm sure you TV could do it really.
0: now. Yeah, I'm you know? sure you could do it then. So. We'll get, we'll get one All right. you can have two albums
1: of them oh, fuck it. i just say the brown album because it'll make you happy hero. yeah because that's my <laughs> favorite <better now>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look they're all great you know <laughs> you know but you know there's there are too many there's there's too many bands to to really list like that you know yeah. when I was 12 and 13 I thought Iron Maiden were the greatest band in the world
0: We I are, really
1: yeah. I really thought they were fantastic and they were fantastic
0: they were amazing
1: but again Iron Maiden had fantastic tunes but no good no great songs you know that's very controversial it's not lyrically their stuff is vacuous like you know Mm. it is you know, there's nothing in there that's, you know, that holds any real meaning for anybody.
0: I know friends that hunt you down for saying that. Fuck them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what can say, you know? We're all entitled to their opinions. Of and course, of course. This. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the one who's been put with a microphone in front of me. Exactly. So I have to say what well, I want. You well. can say what you like. When it's their turn, they can oppose my view.
0: And maybe I will bring that up on the stage. Yeah, I think you should. I think it should be a (laughs) recording thing. Do you you think Iron Maiden were shit? Or good?
1: Yeah. But now, can we just go on record here? I never said Iron Maiden were shit. No, you didn't. You're right. What I said was Iron Maiden were lyrically empty. You know?
0: That's going to be a recording question. Yeah. Do you think Iron Maiden were uh, lyrically
1: empty?
0: Yeah. That's what I'm going I'm going
1: to actually... I mean, to record that vast amount of great guitar riffery and stuff. Mm-hmm. And not be able to to write a song that might mean something to somebody, <laughs> you know. I'm come sure. On, you, you I'm
0: know. sure there's people that are stuff with would. You know, just because it may not you you know hold for you.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But as you said, this is your podcast. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, just, <laughs> and here I am, you know, decrying the work of <laughs> of a band whose posters bedecked my yeah. bedroom wall, and who I went to and see. And you're still I'm, relevant and are still relevant and very much so and like. are still great performers and yeah. I would go and see them tomorrow if they weren't charging 100 quid a ticket <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but um, you know you know exactly what I mean I do this. you know you know <laughs> absolutely what I mean and you don't even pretend to disagree with it because <laughs> you know what I mean they went through so many years of like, it was what, like Bruce Dickinson went down to the local video shop and fucking rented out a bunch of movies yeah. and went home and wrote songs about them you know.
0: Well, that's like, um, you know, System of a Down. Mm-hmm. Um, on one of their albums, your yeah, man is just reading from text, yeah. and that's what the the, the the lyrics is. Yeah. So I just I find I, so yeah I find that lazy. Yeah, you know. You know, and whether he's making a statement or not, I don't care. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, on record of saying I like System of a Down. Yeah. Or I see, you know, I'm yeah, I'm once
1: against all the way, like you know what I mean? But it's just it's you have to differentiate between a, a kick and tune and a good song mm-hmm. they're not the same thing no. some of the best songs ever written have very simple music you know
0: very true yeah
1: but my mm-hmm. favourite song have always been not necessarily clever lyricists but, but yeah they clever yeah. lyricists you know um,
0: like who
1: Elvis Costello yeah Vic um, Ruggiero. You know, For those who don't know Vic Rogero, check him out. He used to sing in a band called The Slackers. They were a New York ska band in the 90s. His own stuff is a bit more diverse uh, than that, um, but lyrically very clever. <laughs> uh, yeah, really good. You know, Tom Waits. Yeah. A lot of the usual sort of suspects in that kind of way. Yeah, Sheryl um, Crow, great songwriter. Wow. Tom Petty. Tom Petty is a special yeah. talent all right. Yeah, you know. Um yeah people like that that's that's what I like to listen to they interest you for singing you know yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not about someone having a fantastic voice no. or being the greatest you know you okay go find some metal soprano who is technically the best singer in the world I'd rather listen to John the Hooker thanks <laughs> you know <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you mean mm.
0: so I think you've got a home to go to have I? Well, unless you're staying the night with me.
1: No, no, I better go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen, thank you so much for just shooting the shit with me because we do this all the time. Yeah. And I I was saying like I always as I said, I always find you interesting. when you go off on a on a talk, I I always find it very interesting. So thanks for sharing this with me today and
1: Yeah, no problem. Hopefully
0: um, hopefully some people will listen to us. If, if if not I don't care because it's my podcast. I did it for me. Yeah. Okay. And I'm hoping everyone likes it as well <laughs> because I love everybody. So, um,
1: John, thank you so much. No, thanks for having me here, Car. And, uh, and thanks for the whiskey. Oh,
0: no problem. Just the one. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna wrap it up there, and thanks for listening in for a long ass time. Um, I'll be back in the next few weeks. Um, I'll probably do one more podcast on my own, with like with a guest. But after that, then I'll have some exciting things coming up with a future podcast. Uh, myself and Ives, who had been doing our radio show, we're going to start doing a show together. Um, I think we're going to call it the King and Ives. So, <laughs> um, and there, like it will be musical based, musical based as well. But we'll start talking as, about as in musical theatre. Oh, shut up, John! You're finished now. <laughs> shut up
1: you're calling (laughs) it the King and Ives you know
0: we might throw a bit
1: of we might
0: (laughs) we might throw a bit of uh, I think you should yeah theater in there you you know we'll see what happens we haven't worked out you know how how it's going to go yet but we'll see (laughs) so anyway keep um, I'm going to put this up on your Facebook and have a listen share around if you like it leave me leave me comments follow this page if you like and and Thank you again for all your support. Um, I know people from time to time will send me messages saying, you know, hope all is well. Hope you're doing well and keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. So uh, this is King Woe from King Woe's Court saying thank you and goodbye. So that was the Johnny Mac episode. Um, He's a cranky git. And he was the one who inspired the Iron Maiden question for every band or person that came into King Rose court for season one, of course. Um, really enjoyed that uh, po- uh podcast with him, and it like the first two episodes really set the st- the stage for what was to come. And with the relaxed that was for in in the King Rose court kitchen. <laughs> And that's where I try and do as many of the podcasts as I can. Just for the easy going vibe. The chilled out vibe. And um, if I have to go on the move. I go on the move. But listen. Um, thanks if you listen to this again. And I'll have another one up in the next couple of days. And I'll leave that one as a surprise. Um. Until then. Well actually. I'm going to have another Episode 9 of the proper podcast up in the next couple of days so stay tuned for that until then adios